0: Welcome to the Thousand Word Midlife Crisis. I'm your host, Dave Young. Episode 9, Your Kid is Never Going Pro. I wanted my son to play team sports. Note, we'll get to my daughter and her expensive individual sport some other day. They teach working with others towards a common goal. They create lifelong friendships. And they result in trophies. Lots of trophies. If you win, you get a trophy. If you lose, you get a trophy. Basically, it's a reward system for wearing a uniform and fogging a mirror. As a parent, the first one is cool, as is the second one, but after that, they become clutter. The trophies, not the kids. While drive and opportunity are factors in athletic achievement, a lot of it is talent. My understanding of biology is that our kids get our chromosomes, and unless they're bitten by a radioactive spider, that means they also get our athletic talents. And this is where I must apologize to both of my children. While my wife is in shape, she has a finite amount of athletic ability. And I am just like her, but without the being in shape bit. So our kids were not going to walk onto a field, a court, or a rink with any special abilities. Anything they achieve was going to come from hard work or a paid off ref. (whistles) And honestly, all the families we hung out with were in the same boat. Their kids might have had an incremental amount of talent, or had a really good individual game, but none of them were special. Therefore, youth athletics should have been about enjoyment and health and all those things I mentioned about team sports, which would have been true for a team of orphans. But when parents get involved, fun turns into work and friendship turns into rivalry. You see, most parents suffer from an affliction known as my kids going pro. A disease caused by unrealized dreams, narcissism, and a total lack of perspective. They don't understand that when there's a kid who could go pro, they make all the other kids, and most of the parents, look small. It's not going to be their kid going pro just because they happen to make a good move on the field against an asthmatic nearsighted opponent who would rather be playing Call of Duty. The one destined to go pro is the 8-year-old with the mustache, who's making a good move on your wife right now. Telltale signs of my kids going pro include nagging about playing time, coaching from the sidelines, hiring a trainer for personal lessons, planning your kid's career, and buying them very expensive equipment. If you experience extreme bragging about your kid for four hours or longer, please consult a professional who will explain to you that this is a parental affliction that directly affects the child. I once coached my son's little league team, and we had one kid who was tall and was a reasonable pitcher. But he never looked happy on the mound, or in the field, or at a pizza party. I finally realized that his father had been recording every moment he was on the field. Doing my best Sherlock, I offered to the father. That would be a nice record of his season. To which he replied, Actually, we use it to break down his pitching movement and location. Uh, okay. Usually after a game, we go straight home and break down the video. What I wanted to say was, congratulations, your son now hates baseball. But instead, I just nodded. I eventually got my opportunity to yell at the dad when he approached me after a game where we had lost due to my bad base running coaching, and he asked, do you even want to win? At that moment, his son could have asked me to help him kill his father, and I would have replied, all right then. A side effect of my kids going pro is your kids not going pro something I had to deal with every day for a decade. When other parents think their kid is God's gift to sport, that means your kid is in the way. And that not only fosters dissension between the kids, but disrespect that can permeate through the team. My son wanted to play basketball, so we signed him up for a YMCA league. We spent 10 games watching none of the other kids pass him the ball, and the coach did nothing to change that. We signed him up for football, only to watch him sit on the bench until we lightly reminded the coach that the league had an every-kid-gets-to-play rule. Our son's soccer coach, an insecure former pro player who spent his life yelling at children rather than facing adults, decided our son wasn't good enough. But rather than cut him, he tried to make his life so hard he would quit. But my son loved soccer and took it. The coach's treatment of our son then became an invitation for his teammates to publicly disrespect our son. We complained to the coach, as you can guess that didn't help. We complained to the league, who paid the coach under the table in cash so they saw no problem. And we complained to the other parents, who were probably the biggest disappointment. Rather than empathy or even hollow sympathy, they responded with variations of, thank god it's your child and not mine. We eventually made our son quit. Which was a shame, as he loved the sport, and a shame, as we will never speak to any of those cowardly parents again. I must, however, accept my own culpability in my son's athletic career. When I took him out for a catch, I couldn't resist critiquing his throws. I made him shoot free throws when he just wanted to run around and dribble the ball. I had him run patterns rather than just fly around yelling, I'm open! these were all opportunities to have fun with my kid who would only be 10 once. I should have realized that even a mild case of my kids going pro can result in the same long-term effects. So I apologize to my son as a vaccine to this terrible disease and hope that it stops it from spreading to the next generation. And I encourage him to play any sport he wants whenever he wants, especially with orphans. Hey, I'll be off next week because I have a week of class, but then I'll be back the next. So until next time, stay safe, be kind, and remember, there is nothing social about social media. Yours in crisis, Dave. This is A Thousand Word Midlife Crisis, written and narrated by David Young. Special thanks to graphic designer Sabrina Young for the logo and musician Daniel Vesey for the music. This has been a Carson Clay production. And mm-hmm. then